Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. This week's guest is a Blaze TV and radio co-worker of mine, Case Dugan. I learned a whole bunch about his life story, and that fun conversation is next. But first, we're going to talk about coffee and some of the inspirations behind the coffee flavors you can find over at AmericanPrideRoastersCoffee.com. This month, they want you to know about the Ronald Reagan blend. You know, he was our 40th president, and he hung the portrait of, well, my favorite president in the cabinet room. He had a portrait of Calvin Coolidge hanging up. Calvin Coolidge was all about small government and ways to save America money. I could go in so many directions here. I could tell you how promo code ATM at AmericanPrideRoastersCoffee.com can save you 10% off of your purchase. I could remind you that my favorite APR coffee blend is appropriately enough. The Calvin Coolidge blend. I mean, that was a complete coincidence. I just love the way it tastes. Or I could tell you what I'm supposed to be telling you right now, and that's that the featured blend this month, it's the Ronald Reagan A Time for Choosing blend. And that's one thing APR Coffee does not make easy, and that's choosing. They have dozens of tasty flavors. They have uh, so much available over there. I haven't even mentioned the George Washington Carver peanut butter flavor brew. I'm sorry, I get so sidetracked. There's so many tasty flavors to check out when you go over to APRCoffee.com. Again, the Reagan blend from APR, it's a micro lot blend of Colombian beans with a sweet and bold flavor, a dark caramel edge to it. Oh my goodness, there's so much over there. Head to APRCoffee.com, try the Reagan blend today and so many others, obviously. Use promo code ATM at checkout and you're gonna get 10% off. That's APRCoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Case Dugan is my guest this week on At The Mic, and as I always do with my guests, I learn some very interesting stuff about their lives, which, I mean, that's a good thing since that's the whole point of this podcast, but Case is the perfect example of someone I pass in the halls every day at The Blaze, yet know so little about. Well, we're going to change that in a very big way today with our conversation. Let's get things going right now on At The Mic. Mr. Case Dugan in the house. What's up, man? Thanks for joining me. Howdy. How's it going? Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot to cover here, um, I guess, and you're going to have to help me because I don't know all the things that you do, but what I am most familiar with what you do around here is, correct me if I'm wrong, you write up the scripts that Hillary Kennedy reads for the four-minute buzz, yes? Yes, I do that. That's awesome, man. What, what else they got? You think you do all sorts of stuff around here, do they not? Yeah, I do all sorts of things. I'm technically an associate producer for anything labeled Glenn Beck that Blaze oh. TV does. Um, now, so what does that mean? That's the radio show, the TV show, and the podcast. Um, most of my tasks are the buzz and handling some of the social media on the back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, tweet some stuff for Glenn every once in a while. Oh, what's the giveaway that day. it's you? Like, like, what, what, what device are you tweeting from? So, there, there's a way to tell. Mo, I mean, things are changing recently because we're okay. uh, messing around with some stuff. But for the most part, I handle a lot of the uh, the videos. Like, if Glenn posts a video from one of his shows, right, promoting the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's you. That's usually me. Yeah. All right. Have you ever tweeted anything where you're just like, yeah, thinking about painting some cool art today because I'm bored. No, sadly, <laughs> sadly, they won't let me do that. Oh. All of those come directly from Glenn. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Cool. Uh, now, you were born in New York City. Yes. You don't remember. You were young. I think I was like two and a half, and mm. then we were in New Jersey for like a year and a half. I don't know. I moved mm. to Texas when I was four. Very cool. After a little thing called 9-11, cause my, there were no yeah. jobs in New York at that time. Huh. So, yeah. So your parents decided, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, my dad was looking for work. Actually, like, on 9-11, he was supposed to go into the city for a job interview. And then a friend of ours who was still living in the city called and said, you guys might want to turn on the TV. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I remember none of this. Right. So, yeah. I, yeah what uh, year were you born? I'm 1997. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm a little young. Yeah. Um, That's amazing, man. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm in my last year of college. 
when you're born. That's ouch. <laughs> that's okay. I, everybody I interview, I swear. Not, I I bet if you went through ninety percent of the people that I interview for at the mic are younger than me. Man, that's, that that's I don't fair. know what that says about me. That's fair. Yeah. I am. Uh, I think I'm three and a half years removed from college now. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. So you were raised here in Texas. Yeah, San Antonio. San Antonio. Yep. All right. And you actually ended up going to the University of Texas in Austin. Yeah. UT okay. Austin. Yeah. So the Texas Longhorns. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Super wonderful. Do you they, like it there? They they don't brainwash you at all. I, I hear it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah. Like when I was there, it was like, it was definitely, you know, a liberal university. Mm-hmm. And I remember. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? <laughs> I remember like the last few years there seeing what I would later come to find out were like Antifa groups. Oh. But back then they were just communists and they would advertise their communist events <laughs> on the plaza and be like, hey, show up in Black Block. <laughs> and they'd be out there every once in a while just protesting something. And I'm like, oh, there's the communists again. Uh-huh. L- little did I know. Little did you know. Okay, so now are you a big football fan then? Not really. Hmm. No, I mean. Because, you know, Arch Manning, he is like the most coveted recruit in I don't know how many years in college football. And he chose Texas, chose your Longhorns. That's nice. Is that recent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's going to be starting there in uh, 2023. Well, congratulations to Arch Arch Manning. Arch Manning, there you go. Yeah, that's right. I know who that is now. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, his his, uh, uncle, I'm sure you've heard of his uh, uncles, uh, Eli and Peyton. I have heard of them okay. actually. Very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. They right. they Peyton Manning. He does the uh, was it Progressive commercials <laughs> or which ones were those? Uh, no, Nationwide. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and yeah. he was also a two time. Both of them were two time winning quarterbacks, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Uh, I prefer Nickelback. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we'll be talking much sports uh, today <laughs> with Case. Uh, okay. So what did you major in down there at Austin? I majored in radio, TV, and film. Uh-huh. I am currently doing the TV and fil- uh, radio part of that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But you have plans to someday like shoot movies, right? Oh heck yeah. So what kind of movies would you want to do? Um so I am a storyteller. Uh I technically can say by trade now cuz I have the degree and I do the things here sometimes. <laughs> um so I would like to tell some I I got old stories going and stuff. Like I guess cool. you could say somewhat sci-fi, some I mean definitely all the fictions and stuff. It's like documentaries are fun, but I'm a narrative guy. Uh-huh. I want to tell a story. All right. That's cool. Completely okay. everything made up. How difficult is it for you to tell a story, say, on the four-minute buzz with Hillary Kennedy, episode two of At The Mic? Mm-hmm. How hard is it for you to try to cram in just a really sh- small window the details? That's got to be tough, right? Yeah, you know, it depends on the story. Uh, those are definitely a different kind of storytelling from the narrative kind of stuff um but it definitely like especially for the good news stories that we do at the top of mm-hmm. hour three every day people need those man the glenbeck radio program is it getting tougher and tougher to find those by the way uh for a long time it was mm-hmm. especially during covid and stuff uh recently it's been getting a little easier oh good um good news it just doesn't sell as much as the bad news yeah but we need it but it's great <laughs> yeah i mean i i find myself every time it's like i gotta write this thing and oh i've already wrote one or two of these or so and i don't want to write more and then i finish writing it and i'm like oh that feels good mm-hmm. yeah every time yeah that's awesome man so let's say let's fast forward right yeah let's say you're making movies all right and you're that's probably your dream right i would love to okay would you try to incorporate that good news vibe in movies or is that just is that not necessarily on the agenda that may be kind of tough I mean, I think when it comes to movies, the first thing I would like to do is just tell a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, we need some hope, though. Like, I don't right. want to... I, I, a lot of the stories I write tend to be, you know, a little more along the lines of the tragedy or depressing yeah. or war is involved a lot and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it might not be the next Hallmark heartfelt movie, but we all need that bit of a silver lining there of, you know, things... They're, they're, they're okay, or they could be okay, or there's still good people out there. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. And um, I was just sitting here trying to think while you were talking. I was totally listening. But at yes. the same time, I'm thinking, is there a sci-fi movie out there that comes to mind that has a good message? And I guess, I guess if you think of the Star Wars trilogy, for example, right? I mean, hey, you know, 
it was a happy, you know, conclusion at the end of the original three. You know, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I have my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm just thinking, it just seems like I, 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 I'm just I'm not really digging too deep into the library here, but I'm just trying to think of was there a a sci-fi people might be screaming there at their speaker right now of a good movie. Like a, a sci-fi movie that had a good message. Did any come to mind for you? Um, they all seem like all the things that come to mind are like dark and foreboding. No, I mean that's definitely a theme <laughs> in sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the thing. It's like, is there a happy, feel-good movie that's a sci-fi film? Probably not. They that's all have to do with like aliens destroying the world right, or something. I don't know. That's your challenge, yes. Case Dugan. Remember mm, the name. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But they all, you know, they all have. Uh, or at least the good ones, they have some sort of good message in the end. Like if you look at, for instance, um, the Marvel stuff, mm -hmm. you know, you go in watching yeah. those and for the most part, you usually don't walk out feeling depressed. Yeah, okay, well, hold on a second. I for the most part. I would have said yes to you until I saw Doctor Strange. I actually haven't seen that one yet. So maybe maybe Disney is taking things in the other direction. They just like all of the depressed kids. I, well, they were they are all of the depressed kids. It, okay, who grew up and now run Disney. Let me just say this: I'm not going to give anything away. I'm just going to say it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. It felt like a horror flick. That's what I've heard. And I was like, what What is this anyway? Okay. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for you, man. No, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, let's see here. Obviously. We all have multiple jobs in our backgrounds, right? Yeah. You, before you worked here at The Blaze, I love this description. Well, first, before I get to that job... I don't uh, remember any of this, uh -huh. so go for it. Yeah, I have... I love... That's what I do with people. That's what I do with my guests. They answer these questions, and then months pass before we have a chance to no, sit it's down great. and talk about it. It's great. And you forget everything, and I love that. I have so, zero talking points. <laughs> you worked at a uh, breakfast and... Taco, pizza, restaurant inside a gas station. Oh, yeah. That sounds like trouble. It was great. Oh, really? It was actually a really awesome experience. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was at... So, HEB, um, you don't have them up here in the Dallas area yet. Okay. Uh, don't know when this podcast is coming out, but who knows? They might have them by then. Mm. Uh, there's a few that are coming out later uh, later this fall. Okay. Um, but HEB, big old grocery store for yeah. those who don't have them. Um, they have gas stations and they also have uh like restaurants now this restaurant happened to be inside of an heb gas station and it was kind of like two restaurants in one so there was the uh the taco the breakfast taco side and then there was the pizza side i worked both mm. um and it kind of literally taught me how to cook see i've seen hebs i just don't think i've ever been inside one they're great you you get them and you get spoiled really yeah, you'll, I'm intrigued. You, you might learn soon. Yeah. I want H-E-B pizza now. I, like, I liked it. Just you talking about it, man. All right. How, how does the how does the H-E-B pizza stack up with, say, Papa John's or something? It's a different style. So this pizza was a little more artisan than your casual just <laughs> fast food pizza or so. Okay. Um, a little thinner crust. Oh, I like the thin crust. Yeah, I would say it's great fresh. Uh -huh. Personally after it rested for a while or the next day it might might get <laughs> yeah. a little chewier but that's good it but rested. wonderful fresh and it was a, it was a good price too it was like 10 bucks a pizza or so but you could get it on sale all the time so all right i'm in i'll try it okay so um what is a parking lot veteran ha <laughs> uh that means i did three and a half years service in the parking lots of ut um you know it it might sound like uh not not a big thing but mm -hmm. um this is texas Okay. So most of the year it's blaring hot outside, Ugh, no which means like right now it's blaring hot outside and I'm actually having like nostalgia for the days of parking lots when I go outside. Really? It's like, I don't miss this, but I kind of do. Although really? It, yeah. The cold sucked more than the heat. Because Brandon Morse, an earlier episode, he's, uh, he, he got his name by being a big time blogger and he did that while just sitting there as a parking lot attendant. Oh yeah, uh, I, I think mean, he said Galveston. It feels like I forget, maybe. Anyway, but is that you just sit in a box, right? And, uh, no, no. Then um, what am I missing here? So at UT, we have these things called sports games. Um, there's a few sports ball games that happen a year, just <laughs> yeah. a couple. Well, football, basketball, and, and other big events and random <laughs> things, concerts, uh, the sort. So I was the guy who, if you had a ticket to that event, or if you were buying a ticket to that event, I'm the guy in the vest that you show up to. 
give me money or your ticket. Oh, no. And then you can go park. You're standing out in the sunshine. Or in the parking garage, but yeah, sunshine. Oh, were you getting sunburn all the time? You learned to bring an umbrella. Yeah. Um, You also learned that, you know, if you have like a lighter um, long sleeve shirt, it might be a little warmer, but it helps with the sunburn. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it it was a thing. Anybody give you trouble? Anybody come to mind that gave you trouble? There were a few. Uh-huh. There was this one guy. Oh, no. Um, this, you know it's going to be good when the story starts. Well, there was this one there guy. There was this one guy. <laughs> uh, I forget what the event was, but it was, uh, I think he had a kid who was thinking about going to UT. Long story short, he did not want that kid going to UT after this, but I don't think it was our fault. Uh, so he parked in a spot that was, like, reserved. And who is it reserved for? Do we know? I don't know. I okay. forget. I just want to make sure it wasn't for like uh, the person who was recruiting Arch Manning or something. No, like no, that. no, no, no. I've been um, it was just like you know, you bought tickets and you get the spots and stuff. Okay. And you know, we warned the guy and he walked off and stuff. And then you know, we gave him a ticket because that's how mm-hmm. this works. He gets back and he starts yelling at us, and then he leaves, and then he comes back, and he starts yelling at us again. And then he leaves. I think he does this twice or three times Whoa. where he'll just drive away and then come back, start yelling at us again. Wow. Was he inebriated? Do you know? I don't think so. He oh, was just wow. like really, really, really mad. Uh-huh. Um, and I wish I remembered the specifics of what he said, but it was not nice. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. um, you know, so I was just like, yeah, you can talk to here's my supervisor. Supervisor got there and he handled some stuff. It was it was fun. Oh, that's not fun. Super yeah. fun. Was it a hot day? I think so. That never helps, you know? That but was... I can't remember. I don't think it was like a blaring hot day. Okay. Just normal Texas. So, yeah, well, that is a, that's a normal Texas day, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I would like to point out it is the middle of summer and you're wearing a flannel long sleeve shirt right now. The blaze does not believe in summer. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Then, then you get a pass. Okay. Yeah. I work indoors yeah, now. That's... Now I work indoors. Yeah. Uh, Gladly. Okay. So. Let's see here. You've got several hobbies. A few. Creative writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever plan on doing anything with that, or is that kind of parlay into your... Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm a screenwriter, uh-huh. uh, and I also am working on a few books, uh, a few novels okay. that I will eventually finish. Um, tell me about uh, you being a whiskey nerd, or what did you write? Yeah, here? man. Whiskey nerdery. Yeah, whiskey nerdery. What is that? Um, so... <laughs> I didn't realize this. No, yeah, no, it's a thing. I got into, so I never really was that guy who would drink at all. Like, I literally only drank things after I was 21. I was the good guy. Yeah. Um, and I was in the same boat. I didn't drink till I was 35. Now there I you can't go. Stop. There you go. Got a problem. Um, Glenn says that's the way to do it. You want to, you know, when the time comes, that's when the alcohol helps. Now, I personally <laughs> don't like the, the drunk side of things. I think uh-huh. that, that gets in the way of my fun because right. all the drunk people are the reason I can't have nice things. <laughs> um, so I didn't really get into this for a while. And then a buddy of mine brought over some Jack Uh-oh. Um, for Jack and Cokes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I haven't tried this yet. Why not? And it was great. And you were hooked. And he left the bottle of Jack at my house. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, and he didn't come back for it for a while cause he lives in San Antonio. Uh, so eventually I was like, dude ain't coming back for this. I'm just going to try this. So then I try it and I'm like, Hmm, that's harsh. And then I keep trying and eventually oh, no. I start liking it. And then, you know, I am an, I am an explorer. That's my thing. I yeah. love learning new things and learning about new things. Um, kind of a foodie slightly as well. So that helps. Um, so eventually I'm just like, okay, let me learn all there is to know about this stuff. And it's kind of, I find it to be an art form. Yeah. So, so do you have like a collection or something now? Or? A slight one. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I have a budget, so I don't go crazy, <laughs> yeah. but you know, a bit of one. Um, so it took me about like a year or so to really focus in on whiskey. Mm. And then I actually brought something right here. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So this... This like, is actually what got me into, um, it's, it's a small little bottle. You were thinking I was pulling out like a full-on bottle? No, I can't fit that in my pocket. No, I thought you were going to give me a gift or something. No, I mean, you can have this no, if you want, no, but I mean, there's it? not I'm that not... much left. This is Ardbeg 10. Okay. Uh, this is the first whiskey I bought that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting into this. Oh, nice. Yeah, so this is um, Smoky Scotch. Oh, yeah. And oh. if you've never had smoky scotch. I love smoky fill-in-the-blank anything. Yeah, this is uh, 
campfire. Seriously. But this particular one's more like campfire in an industrial zone. Yeah. I don't think you're leaving with that. No, no. You know. I think I'll finish it off. You, for there's you. barely any in here left, too. I mean, because it's like the small bottle I had lying around that I could fit in my pocket. Yeah, it's cool, thing. man. Yeah. So that, when I first tried that, I'm like, okay, I'm getting a little yeah. more into this. Yeah. So you brought that in just specifically for show and tell, or do you keep uh, a big uh, collection at your desk? I do not. I have a few <laughs> that I keep in my bag just for if I'm like, I want to mix this with Coke All today. Right. Um, but the most, most of it's at home where I can grab my journal and take all the notes. I love this. I love this. I, this is why I do these interviews case, because I pass you in the hallways every day and we make small talk and I would have no idea of this about you. I'm very excited about this development. I love it. I love that. That is so great. Okay. So one of the hobbies you listed was music, right? And, and, and before, before you respond to that. I thought, okay, that's pretty generic. I don't know if that means that he listens to music. Does he play music? And then I mentioned to our coworker, Martin, uh, I was in the other room there waiting for you to come in. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to be interviewing Case today. And he asked me to ask you, are you in a band or were you in a band? Cause yeah, I'm actually in two bands right now, wow. technically. One of them's on hiatus but might be coming back soon. All right. Well, he yeah, said wink. he saw a video and he thought it was you. I have no idea any details beyond that of you playing the guitar. And he said it was really good. So that is that you then? You play I, the guitar? I do, but I honestly don't know if that's a video of me because there's right. not that many out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been some other guy. Well, I don't know. There's a guitar hanging behind you there. there I don't is. know if it's tuned. It's Pat Gray's uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, you want to take that down? Oh, and, yeah, uh, I can do Play that. a little bit for us there? I don't know. I don't know if we'll be this able is. to hear it at the microphone. Yeah, this is an electric guitar, so, uh-huh. I mean, uh, hold on a second. I got something. Oh, wait. Do you have a pick in your pocket, too? I have multiple picks in my you're pocket. Like, you're Dennis the Menace, man. Do you get that reference? No. Yeah, I, eh, I'm young. everything I, in I, his pockets, I man. don't actually... Now yeah. I... I guess so, yeah. This is an electric guitar, so you wouldn't be able to hear too uh-huh. much of it, but to prove that I can play. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> that thing's not in tune. <laughs> I mean, I could actually try. That's You're... not in tune. <laughs> That's cool, dude. Yeah, this is... Yeah, a... it's, it's just a prop I mean, guitar. I could chug on it. I mean, that's just pop punk. Uh-huh. Doesn't need to be tuned. What are your bands called? What are their names? All right, so uh, my first band is called At Lexington and Concord. Uh, <laughs> you can find us. We have an album out called Miles. Uh, you can find us on all of the streaming platforms, what Spotify, kind of Apple style Music. Is it? Uh, the album is like an acoustic rock kind of vibe. Um, when we come back, we're looking to go electric, but we wanted to put out like this kind of acoustic-y thing, and then I was in control of the album, so it Ooh. turned kind of into a concept Ooh. album of sorts, because that's... <laughs> I do it every time. What, what do you mean? You, you don't stick to the script? You just uh, it means that I like telling stories, so they oh. eventually all just turn into stories, or they get connected Is... in some way. I'm very <laughs> proud of that one. Are the tracks really long, then? No, no, it's not like... Not that kind of, like, usually okay. when you say concept album, you think, like, prog rock or something, okay. you know, like Pink Floyd. Ours is, you know, more contemporary kind of just acoustic rock slash, I mean, they're not all, like, what you think acoustic rock would be. It's hard to describe. Like, no, that's cool, because I'm following you something. right now on Spotify. Why, well, thank you. Uh, at Lexington and Concord. Yeah. So we need to uh, check out, uh, uh, is it, oh, yeah, Miles is the name of the album. Yeah, and you can follow us on Instagram at Lex and Con. <laughs> L-E-X-A-N-D-C-O-N. Uh, are you on Twitter? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, we mostly just use Instagram. Uh-huh. I think we have a Twitter, but I don't. I haven't posted on there. Uh, yeah, you are. At LexandCon. Oh, that's cool, man. Following maybe we'll, you. Maybe we'll start using Twitter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. And second band yeah. is called Back to Better. All Back one to- word. Okay. Um, actually, I don't know if it's all one word on Spotify. <laughs> there's There's things in the industry you don't learn, like... Some of the ways you could get your music on the uh, on the streaming platforms, they don't like it when you use fun symbols and stuff for your name mm. or do weird things with it. Um, like originally, at Lexington and Concord was supposed to be at sign Lexington and sign Concord. Oh no! See here, they wouldn't let us. No, no, because see, here's what you're doing. In college radio, okay, when I was a DJ and I would play these bands nobody's ever heard of. 
if you made your name, I can't think of something that comes to the top of mind, right? But don't make it so that there's some ambiguity here as to do I pronounce it like this? Should I pronounce it like that? At least make it simple enough so that the person introducing you to the world is saying it correctly or else it's a waste of your time. And that's why we thank the companies now, somewhat. <laughs> Hang on a second. What was the second band called? Back to Better? Back to Better. Is that, uh, that going to be on Spotify too? Yeah, yeah, that's on all platforms. We have uh, a few songs out on that one, and I'm currently working on the second single of the year, which will be coming out eventually. By the time this podcast comes out, it could already be out. I don't know. Oh. Uh, but the most recent song was called Nintendo Direct 2020, okay. which sounds like a super fun name. Totally not how the song sounds, but I like it. It's a good song. And that style, that band is more of like a pop punk slash Midwest emo kind of vibe. Wow. Wow, that's, I don't know what Midwest, hang on a second. Uh, you're going to have to send me that because I can't find, I can't find. Uh, try searching there. it just backspace to space better. This is what I mean. Yeah. <sighs> We're figuring it out. Yeah. I, I have been uh, think uh, talking with the guys who handle that on like, we might want to, you know, make sure it's the same on all the platforms. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is where I would be like, well, I give up because I've tried every kind of. Uh, it's on there. Way. I can guarantee that. Well, you have to send me a direct link. I will do. I will do that. It's not as easy to you. find as Lexicon. I'll tell you that. Okay. That is true. I look forward to find uh, to listening to this stuff, man. Very cool. Okay, so let's see here. What else I got on my old questions list here? That's a good one. Your favorite comfort food? Tacos. Oh heck yeah. See, mine would be pizza, but I do Pizza's love great. tacos, man. Pizza is right on up there, but tacos are just classic. You like the uh, hard shell or the soft shell case? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt that when I was a kid, man, the, the soft shell, let's talk in Taco Bell here, that was revolutionary when they were like, oh, now we have a soft shell option. I'm young. I grew up with them. Yeah, I know, I know. Nobody gets Taco Bell, right. also wonderful. I do not consider it Tex-Mex or Mexican food. It is just Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. And when you think of it that way, it's just great. I love getting me some uh, hard shell Taco Supremes. Because you got to mm -hmm. have the sour cream. Yeah. At Taco Bell, <laughs> I do get the hard shell. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Let's see here. You, you skipped a lot of questions, Case. You yeah, that's because, I mean, a lot of them, if I remember correctly, it was just like, I don't have an answer to this. I don't sure. know. Yeah, no, they're not easy. A lot easy. of questions are like... <sighs> I, I admit that they're they're not easy questions. That's fair. And if I ever had to answer them, I would have the same reaction. Be like, I don't know. I mean, know. feel free to ask, but no guarantee there'll be a good answer. <laughs> Let's see some of these you skipped. Okay, what's the last book you read? Uh, what was the last... The last book I finished? Sure. Uh, was Call of the Wild. What's that about? Uh, by Jack London. Um, yeah, it's one of the classics. It's about a dog who gets kidnapped and sent up to Alaska during the gold rush. Mm. And then he, uh, has to go through a few different masters oh boy. until he finds one that's good. Oh. And, you know, kind of just like... Is it heartwarming? Sounds sad. Uh, it, both. Both. Oh, okay. It's, it's a little rough, pun intended. Um, but it's got like... It, it would have a heartwarming ending, and then it kind of ends okay, up in all right, somewhat all right, tragedy. I get it. I'll check it yeah. out. I, I'm probably never. It's a good read. read yeah, it. you literally. I, I like reading, it, you, my, and I'm an author technically, or wannabe. Can I? But I just am so slow. I just point. Me too, man. Me too. I, I'm a slow reader. Okay, hold on. I can't let this go. You're how old? Uh, I will be 25 in a few days. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. I'll just say happy birthday every day to you out here in the hallway until I hit the jackpot. That, that's rad. I'll actually, uh, when I'm gone, then you know that I've turned 25. Okay. All right. Taking a vacay and just fit. Good for you. So, okay. 25 years old. And you've already got the dad jokes down, Pat. Yes. I mean, you just said it's rough, pun intended. Talking about yes. a dog book. If, if you are a <laughs> fan of the four-minute buzz, me and Hillary kind of tag team the puns. That is awesome. So it's not just her that's putting that in there. Oh, no. It's both of us. That's you. <laughs> We like play off each other, you know. It's, yes. it's, it's like she, she's pun queen. Uh -huh. I, enc I encourage it like crazy. Uh huh. So do y'all collaborate before she goes out there? Like, hey, I couldn't come up with a, a, yes. a good pun here. She's like, ah, let me see what I can do. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll come up with one on the spot. Other times it's like, Hillary, just do your thing. That's awesome. That is so great. So do you plan on uh, getting married and being a dad someday, so you can use what I'm sure is a vast treasure trove of dad jokes just waiting to be told? 
Oh, totally. And my kids will either love it or hate it, probably <laughs> yeah. at different stages of their life. That's exactly different right. things. Yep, that's exactly right. And the problem is, is that, and, and I've, I've referenced this on an earlier conversation. I can't remember which one, but I remember having this conversation where it's like my kids are of the age, they're all teenagers. They're of the age where I don't know if it's a, if it's endearing and it's a good thing or if it's like yikes thing. It's that like they have seen all of the episodes of The Office. Fair. So if I say that's what she said, they totally get it, but I don't know that I want to say that's what she said. You know what I'm saying? It's like, ah! People are going to tune out right now because I have not seen all the episodes of The Office. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I, it's on my list of things to do. Uh-huh. Just that's what it. she said. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you walked right into that! I did. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite app? Favorite app? I don't really... I don't know. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, yeah. okay. wherever my... Wherever you, know, you, wherever you listen to At The Mike Show. I my, here's, Yeah, pretty much. Which wherever you can listen to this and podcast. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, no, I don't use many phone apps. Like, my thing is, I grew up... Uh, my generation is the one that grew up with iPhones. iPhone right. came out when I was right. a whopping 10 years old. Yep. Um, so I remember that. But it took a while for us all to start getting iPhones. And I'm the firstborn of four, so it took us even longer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't get my first iPhone until I graduated high school. And it didn't have too much space on it. Yeah. So I just got used to not putting things on my phone. I still don't have any games on this thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't have time for games. Yeah. I got way too many apps, but like maybe two of the 300 are games. There are other things I can do. I'm good. And you know what? You know when I play games? I play games when I'm on an airplane without internet. That this, is literally the only time. This is when having apps would be useful. Yeah. Might have to think about that. Yeah. Okay. You got to download it before you get on that plane for your birthday. There you go. Okay. So wait, where are you going? Um, so first I'm going to San Antonio to see my family. Sure. And then me and my sister are heading up to Colorado to see some other relatives. All right. What yeah. part of Colorado? It's a beautiful uh, Den state. Denver, but I think they're going to take us up to the mountains too. All right, man. Have fun. Okay. So your siblings. Yeah. You, said, you mentioned you're the oldest. Yep. See, that's something you didn't put in here. Uh, was there a space for that? Yeah, there was. I don't know where it's it called is. a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Any siblings? If so, how many? And you didn't answer that. I, so I huh. figured you were an only child until you mentioned that. So okay, um, how far apart in age are you from the youngest? Uh, six and a half years. Okay, so you guys were close. Huh? He just graduated high school, and that's uh -huh. weird because we're all adults now. <laughs> yeah, and we're all out of high school, uh -huh. and it's like, dang, dude, I've been out of the house long enough that I, when I left, he was like, I don't know. 13 <laughs> something so i still think of him as like 13 sure, yeah so it's weird were you a nice older brother or did you pick on him a lot um if i'm being honest it's like <laughs> i think i was fairly nice but i got nicer as time went on like at first you know the basic stories my parents will tell is i didn't really like to share my legos because it's like look I got all the Legos and stuff, right. and they're all built nice and stuff, and I know what this, the pieces go to Thank what you. and stuff. And then my younger brothers would get in, and they'd have fun, but their version of fun involves breaking things. No. And I'm like, dudes, what? So by oh, the time- did you beat them? No, I wasn't really that oh, guy. No. I mean, there was, a, from what I to. hear, there was a period where it's like, my parents were like, you can't watch Power Rangers because- you hit your brother and then you watch the show and you're going to hit him again because you're getting influenced by the show. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a that, vicious uh, cycle. That, that faded away, that mindset as the kids got older and then, you know, it's just like, heck yeah, you just watch all the Marvel. Love you, parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. No, uh, but I, I learned fast. You learned fast. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, I, I did, however, love to beat them at board games. Okay. Like, here's the thing. Monopoly, super fun when you're the only guy who really understands how the system works nice. and you can just win by... Oh. You're not cheating, but it's like you're cheating. You just because, walked all over them. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's like, I'm sorry that I have an understanding, whereas you do not. Not my problem. Yeah, because I'm like 12 and, you know, you're like 8. That is awesome. That's how to do it, man. Good days. Good thought there. Okay. You uh, went to the church where Max Licato was the yeah. pastor. What is, what's the name of the church down there in San Antonio? Uh, that's called Oak Hills Church. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah we uh, started going there right when we moved into town 2002-ish. Uh, how did you end up working here at The Blaze? So 
that is one of those stories that I mean we're talking about church so I I'm like that's all God not me because mm-hmm. it was just you know coincidences that you could look as coincidences or I just look at them as blessings mm-hmm. um, so I was in college and looking for internships and I'm looking all over the place and applying to all these things I get nothing mm. and then I see the blaze has an internship and uh, this was back when it was just the blaze mm-hmm. um, and we actually had internship programs so I'm like I guess I'll apply to this thing I like Glenn Beck because my uh, my mom uh, got me into Glenn when uh, he was on Fox okay so me and I guess like early high school would just come home and be like yeah I'm a nerd and like talking politics let's listen to Glenn and history lessons uh, Woodrow Wilson um, awesome yeah so I'm like hey Glenn's doing things still um, I totally Mm-hmm. Def- definitely knew he had a radio program at this time when I applied to this internship. Totally, totally knew that. If Glenn's listening to this, <laughs> zero sarcasm here, Wink. Uh, um, that's what started it all, man. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely <laughs> didn't get here and realize he had more than just a TV show. Um, <laughs> awesome. You know, the thing he's actually most known for. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so I ended up getting the thing. I don't know how, I guess, because they were, they were like, hey, this guy's not insane. So I got the internship. <laughs> were they accurate in that? I'm just checking. Um, I mean, possibly. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. But I get the internship. I was actually an editing intern. Now I'm a producer, so whatever. Mm. I guess they didn't hate me. You're still then I, here. Yeah, I go back to college, and then I graduate college. I'm applying once again for all sorts of jobs for like four months, mm. which, I mean, isn't that long when you think about it, but when you're young and don't know what's going on, it kind of is that long because mm. it's like I'm just sitting here in my parents' house looking for a job and... Yeah working at the pizza shop, which is still fine. I like the pizza sure. shop. Could be worse. But, I mean, yeah. you could be sitting around with a mortgage to pay. Taught me how to make pizza. Looking for a job. I know, right? Uh-huh. And then I see that the Blaze is uh, hiring production assistants. Ta-da! Yeah. You you don't know producing because you were an editing intern, but we know you and we trust you, so That's welcome good. aboard again. All right. And man. I'm, uh, you know, three years later, I'm still here. That's right. I love it. So I like this answer a lot. If you could go back in history, who would you like to meet? Uh, your relatives when they were or your ancestors when they were your age oh heck yeah that would be that's a great idea. that's a great that, that's a movie idea for you that could be totally a movie idea for me yeah you could call um, it back to the future something like uh, that. that's a dumb name no <laughs> uh, seriously there is something there there's something there i think so so my might be uplifting too yeah i i work here i like history um <laughs> and i like learning about people and the stories of people i'm a storyteller and mm-hmm. one of the best ways to you know everyone has a story that's um, that's that's the slogan that's what this podcast this is podcast. there you go everyone has a story everyone has a story <laughs> did you stumble into that or did you know this i actually uh <laughs> okay. both okay it's like i didn't mean to quote <laughs> okay. you but i have seen <laughs> just, it before uh-huh. um so I would just love to, because I hear stories about, you know, my grandparents or my parents or great-grandparents or whatever, but what would it be like to go back and meet them when they were my age? Because... That would be cool, man. I only know them as these old people. Sure. Or these totally not not old mom um, people. Um, <laughs> or, or just images on a photograph. Yeah, images. Sterile what environments they, yeah. that you have no connection with. What did they sound like? What did they yeah. do? What were their hobbies back then? And that's part of this podcast that I have this conversation with multiple people where where off the air I'm saying, you know, save this. Save this and and make sure that your your children and your grandchildren and they can hear not only your voice but your life story, too. And that's one of the cool parts about the world we live in now. I'm obviously, if you haven't picked up on it yet, not too much of a fan of social media, <laughs> um, even though it's kind of my job. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool to think, for the first time in history, our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids, assuming the world's still around, uh, can go back. I listen to too much Glenn. It's my job. Uh, <laughs> can go back and see us hear us yeah. watch what we're doing and and that's not something we can do for the previous generations i can read about them i can hear stories from their kids or their grandkids but it'd be really cool man i think there's something there for a future movie that'd be awesome think about that that's pretty cool start writing down some notes no pressure 
So let's let's go through some of these that you skipped just to see if yeah. you, there may be nothing there. What's your most embarrassing moment? You see, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, that's probably I, a good I, thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. I don't have a moment, that one moment that was just like, oh my gosh, that, that was so embarrassing. That's awesome. I mean, to, to not have an answer to that, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a good place to be. But you're young. Yeah, Hang maybe eventually. You'll get one. Let's see. Any regrets? Still the answer too young? Or um, I mean, yes and no. I think I'm too young to have major regrets Good. as of right now. Gladly, I haven't made any like terrible life decisions yet. That's like sitting down oh, for this podcast. I, I do. Yeah, this is actually in my top three. Shoot, hundred. Um, <laughs> but I do. I would say like I do have some regrets. <laughs> uh, I'm coming on 25 now, and that's like halfway through my 20s, and I'm just like, you know, if I could do it again, I say that like I'm old. <laughs> uh, if I could do it again, I would really push harder to get more projects done like i'm i have all these projects that i've been working on for years music stories books movies film ideas i want to do and it's like i look now and i'm like i blink again and i'll be 30 i'd like to get some sure. stuff done before then so that's just been story of this year a lot is just trying to get things done i have a screenplay that i was writing uh gosh over 20 years ago and I was four. Yeah. When you put that screenplay in a drawer or you close the file, I guess, in yep. a digital world, it's not going to open back up. No. You're not you're not getting back to it. You, yep. Life happens. You get too busy. And then before you know it, you're opening that drawer and years have passed. And then you're you're opening it up again. More years have passed. And eventually you just throw it away. You're like, what? Why do we even have this here? This is just a reminder of of me not completing projects. So I would encourage you if you do get on a on a streak where you start working on something like a screenplay, keep at it. Don't oh, yeah. don't put it out of sight because out of sight I, out of I mind. think about that every once in a while cuz I actually do have a screenplay uh, that I've been I worked on years mm -hmm. ago. Um keep it keep yeah. it out, man. And I I think about that every once in a while. I'm like I would love to finish this project, but as the time passed. Yeah. Cuz I'm like have I moved on? I don't think I've moved on from wanting to tell that story, but it, kind of a battle. This this birthday that's coming up for you, yeah. this is the last milestone. Let me explain. All right. 16, you can drive. 18, you can vote. 21, you can drink. 25, you can rent a car. Oh, that's right. Now now that's it. It's all downhill from here. Okay, so this Hooray. Is, 25 is the pinnacle, my friend. Oh, heck yeah. So make the most of it. Go rent a car this weekend. There, I don't think I'm going to do that, but <laughs> mostly because inflation. Yeah, but yeah, I know, man. I know. I recently looked at a rental car that I know you could get for $13 a day or whatever. It was $44 a day. I was like, what is happening, man? Oh. Tisk. Yeah. Okay. You know what so I could buy with $44 a day? Right. No. Bottle this. Uh, there it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. So- um, let's see here. I like your bucket list. You want to make movies? Obviously, we've talked about that. I don't remember my bucket list. And travel the country. Any yeah. Oh, yeah. Places that you haven't been in this country. All that over you the like place. To? We did not travel much growing up, partially because uh -huh. I mean the four kids, and um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if my parents. I mean, they they'll travel, but it's like they're not really the kind to go out of their way to travel. Mm -hmm. um, and you know it's like my dad working and stuff so when he gets a vacation he doesn't always want to use that vacation working by driving around everywhere and having to deal with a bunch of loud kids in a car so it was a lot of you know <laughs> we didn't go too many places yeah. uh, so I really that. I'd, I'd go anywhere um, I'll drive around Dallas a lot nowadays just to check things out I mean gas is a little much so I don't do that as often anymore mm -hmm. but I'll still make decision to Drive around here and there, maybe up to Oklahoma again. Yeah. I traveled up there once last year, but mm -hmm. not that far and not that long, so I want to go up there again. Where in Colorado are you going to get? I'm honestly not sure what okay. my aunt and uncle have planned. Uh, somewhere in the mountains and Denver-ish area. That's all sure. I know. Okay. I'm just, I'm down for anything. That's kind of my thing. We'll make the most of it. Thank you. I will say that I just was looking this, and maybe this is just weird timing or whatever, but it's been very hot here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And this one place I was checking out, it was, I think, hold on, I'll do the math here, which is always a danger in of itself, but this is not an exaggeration. 
68 degrees cooler at this place in Colorado. The moment that I checked based on the te- temperature differential here in uh, Dallas in the summer. That makes sense. It was uh, up in the my, mountains, obviously. Yeah, what they told me was <laughs> um, just make sure to bring both hot weather and cold weather you know, clothes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Especially when you go up in the mountains, it's like, huh, but it's July. Yeah. What? It's snowing up here. What's going on? Yeah. How does this work? That's awesome. Okay. Do you even use social media? You talked about kind of an aversion to it because you, you your Twitter handle here is Classic Case. Yeah. With a K. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, cases with a K. Yeah, classic with a C, case with a K. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, do you ever get on there? I mean, is that ah. should we be telling people about that? Or I, going yeah, to you can end? go. Eventually, I plan on making it something worth a follow. You can go there and follow all you want. I mean, I'll eventually get on that. But okay. my, my my thing is with the social media is, I'm just the kind of guy who feels like I would get sucked into it, mm-hmm. or at least that's how I was for years and you years. You waste a lot of time. Yeah. Now I feel like I could fight that more. Yeah. But I'm like, why would I? give myself this other thing that would just become another man let me go check and see if my awesome rad tweet is doing awesome (laughs) and it's like i don't care what do i care you know what it does people like you and me who are slow readers Hmm? it makes it even more difficult to get through a book because you ah. get wrapped up in that stuff, yep. you know, reading through tweets and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I already do that enough for my job. It's like now right. I have to keep track of how my own tweets are doing. <laughs> it would be super fun. I would actually really enjoy it. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like I'd enjoy it too much. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. Even at this age, to have that kind of governor on yourself, to to kind of um, you know pull it back in areas where you don't trust yourself. Good for you. I think that's uh, noble, man. And I see that your um, your band is on Instagram, Back to Better Band. Yes. You didn't use the number in that, thank goodness. It's uh, no. just the words, Back to Better oh, Band. Oh, is that what you were doing? No, there's no... No, it's T-O. Is yeah. that what you were searching? You were searching with a two on, on Spotify. No, I was searching everything. Oh, okay. Trying, that's interesting. I was trying everything. Oh, no, no, no. We don't use the number two in anything, really. That's good. So, yeah, it's always that. Back to T-O I, Better. Okay, that, can we just talk for a second here? Yeah. You're, you're a youngin'. A little. I bet you have a lot of people in your life that use numbers for letters or words and stuff. A tad. I can't stand that. I just can't. It just says, look at me. I'm I'm uneducated and I am low class. I will only use it sarcastically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like for normal day-to-day use, I will only use it if I'm being silly Yeah, I don't or want, sarcastic. If I see the number two for T-O or I see the letter U for Y-O-U, then I immediately just think, what is your deal? Uh, I mean, some people is just shorthand uh, if they're texting, for instance, or so, even though I'll find it's like, I mean, this is two extra letters and the autocorrect doesn't fix it for you. So there is, this is funny. This is funny. Hang on a second. All right, what we got? Okay, so, you know, politicians, some of them use, um, some of them use social media. Some don't, obviously, their staff or somebody like that is doing it, but... Um, a little. Mm-hmm. Now who who famous would have somebody else tweet for them? <clears throat> can't think of anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think... No one comes to mind. We haven't even mentioned that in this show. Anyone all famous people to... must tweet so th- all this. their own things. Chuck Grassley. All right. Iowa Senator Chuck yep. Grassley. He is... Like 80-something, right? 88 years old. Ooh, yeah. The man tweets for himself. Does he really? Good for him. I mean, that that's that's admirable of itself right there, you know? But he, and I even did a thing on Pat's show once, going through several of his tweets, where he tweets in that weird shorthand, doesn't do it all the time, huh. and does it when it's obviously not necessary for character um, consolidation to try to fit it in 240 characters. Like, right here, I'm looking at a tweet that obviously he has space remaining here. This isn't a political commentary on the man. It's completely just his tweets drive me nuts. He has, in this one tweet I'm reading, the word today is 2-D-A-Y. Yes. He's got a W for with. He has the number 2 for T-O again. He has E-S-T-B for establish. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's multiple other examples in this tweet but yet, there's obviously plenty of room 
to just typed out all of the words to get it into 240 characters. I can't take it. Well, Chuck Grassley is young at heart. I guess. And I will have to say, though, some of them are funny. Like, my personal favorite one is um, <laughs> if you're using the word mate, as in, like, friend or something, just put M8. Oh, okay. That's great. Okay. You know what? You know, you know how we got here, Case? I just, it just occurred to me how we got here. We got here from Vanity Plates. We let vanity plates become a thing. People started shortening words into numbers and letters on those. And before you know it, it's on social media and texts. And then the vanity plates in a circle of life get banned everywhere. I sound like an older, more crotchety old man than Chuck Grassley. And he's 88. You're not young in spirit. I am not. I'm an old soul. Okay. Uh, have we covered everything, Case? <laughs> I mean, technically, yeah. there's always things to cover. There's always things to cover. Yes, that's true. You're going to keep us updated on your band and uh, yeah. let us know what's going on with that. I'm excited for you. I hope that turns into something. And seriously, if you're writing the screenplay, always keep it in sight. Top of I mind. I need to. I need to. Don't, don't put it in a drawer like Keith. I'm telling you, because there's a don't great- Don't be a Keith. Don't be a Keith. There's a great movie out there that will never be made. All right. Case Dugan uh, from Blaze TV and Radio writes so much of the stuff that you hear. Thanks for joining me today, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Always fun. It was so great getting to know Case uh, on this week's conversation. I hope you enjoyed our chat as much as I did. And I'm telling you, his bands, you got to check them out. So looking ahead to next week, I'm going to sit down with a former Blaze TV and Radio co-worker of mine who moved with the company from Texas after single-handedly getting the original Blaze TV up and going. You might remember that as GBTV, right? Glenn Beck Television. So my former co-worker, buddy of mine, Dominic Salvatore, um, he got things going way back in September 2011. I believe, yeah, that's when that was. My goodness, time flies. But he really put in so much blood, sweat, and tears getting things going. And I want to introduce you to him. Uh, Dominic Salvatore is his name. We're going to share his life story next week here on At The Mic. Between now and then, if you wouldn't mind sharing, just pick one At The Mic episode. I would be so grateful. Uh, just pick out an episode to share. Go to atthemicshow.com and uh, you can find the link to each individual episode over there. Over a hundred to choose from now. And it's atthemicshow.com Dot com. And of course, positive ratings, positive reviews. They are so much appreciated and very helpful. And don't forget the YouTube page as well. If you haven't subscribed over there, that's youtube.com slash at the mic with Keith. So I got all that. I mean, there was a lot there, I realized. <laughs> Until next time, when we meet back here, I hope you will go be free. And I sincerely thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic With Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemikeshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect.